Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff and make you laugh and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And we're the two hip chicks. So let's take a shot and get this show on the road. All right. We're taking shots. We're actually taking two different shots today. Yeah. A lot of times we do. Do we? I don't think so. We usually are oh, like, no, oh, maybe we're not. both taking this thing. Oh, yeah. We do actually have some nips, too, that we have to get oh, into. Oh, okay. Well. But that's not this. Yeah. I mean, I've got Fireball because Fireball is amazing. And I have Amaretto because Amaretto is amazing. Yeah. I think it's we have mutual, like, admiration for each other's alcohol, though. Like, you like Fireball and I like Amaretto, That's true. Too, so. That's true. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Delicious. I don't know why it made so that gold good. <laughs> oh my god, that was a bigger shot than I'm used to. I know. And fireball burns. Oh, it's so good though. Such a good burn. Alright. Candy cinnamon. I'm looking forward to feeling that go through god. my entire body. Oh, it's like hot. it's like seven o'clock. <laughs> Literally. Which we usually record at like nine o'clock in, in at night. Yeah. So or this, in the afternoon. And it's summer. So, you it's know, summer you now. So it's still light outside and it's kinda of weird and it's like, oh But we've done it in the afternoon. I know. That always feels weird too. That always feels really weird. Alright, well let's get started. Hi, I'm Sleeping Girl. And I'm Cece. And this is our two hip chicks podcast that I started while Cece was not paying attention. <laughs> just fixing my my your chain chain yeah Yeah. um so uh (laughs) this podcast is not safe for work uh and please don't listen to it while you're driving because we do transferring this podcast usually clearly marked at the end but we have had some episodes recently where not so much stuff happens um so you know just be aware um we are actually going to start off with a little bit of like housekeeping stuff now um yeah like that's what you said uh so (laughs) i recently have been doing some like just sort of like upkeep and work on the podcast and stuff i don't know if anyone's noticing our new logo that i whipped up and updated a little bit says its own twitter account. yeah i finally made a twitter account for the podcast at two hip chicks um so we'll be posting like you know little cute stuff behind the scenes like asking for topic suggestions um, all sorts of stuff will be yeah. So definitely there. join that Twitter yeah. account if you have Twitter. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's it for housekeeping. Was that it? <laughs> that's what you needed we just, to like. We were just talking inform about me of beforehand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted oh. to, and I wanted to make sure I said that because um, we're <laughs> we're doing a requested topic this time. Requested. Oh yeah, by that was also at Frozen Amazon on Twitter. Requested like discreet play, um, which I'm yeah. sort of interpreting to be like sort of like public play. And I think this is actually a great time to do that because. We just recently left the house for oh the first time gosh, here. Oh my yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, so here we kind of, like, actually, like, since the last episode of the podcast, a lot has changed because we're now yes. fully vaccinated, and I got to go on not one but two dates with Mr. Dream, who yeah, I hadn't crazy. seen in, you know, since last June. So just lots of things. We we went to a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. Oh, you can eat sushi. The real kind instead of the house version. <laughs> Take out. Um, but but I think this is great because, like, hopefully people are getting a chance to, like, go out and, like, have fun, maybe see partners that they haven't seen in a while. And when you're out in public, like... Yeah. Look at this segue. 
how do you do <laughs> hypnoking? Um, and especially, like, I think this is an interesting question because, like, it depends on, like, different kinds of environments, too. Because I was thinking mm. of, like, the difference of, like, doing play with your partner while you're out at a restaurant versus at a park versus, like, if you're at a kink event or something like sure. that. yeah. Um, and so Cece and I were kind of talking about, like, well, like, what are the things that we've done in the past? And, like, yeah. what are the things that, you know, we enjoy doing when we go out? to places so that we can like keep connection going and like yeah, definitely. have a little bit of private fun like you right. know um and i think like probably the first thing that you mentioned was the the bracelet or something right yes yeah yeah <laughs> wow no it was your it's the way you did that anyway was <laughs> you totally did your hypnotic like thing oh <laughs> like, you totally did that right <laughs> it's like yeah. We're doing a podcast. Am I supposed to be going into dress right now? I never <laughs> would have considered that. Um, yeah, no. I, I was thinking... Um, well, I guess, I mean, now you brought up the bracelet. Yeah. So now we kind of have to explain it, I think, yes. a little bit. Yes. Yes, you have to explain it. So basically, there's a chain uh, that I wear around my wrist with a padlock on it. Um, not all the time, mind you. Um, not in a long time, in fact. Because we haven't uh, left the house. Due to COVID. Um, but anyway, when I wore that chain, I was locked into trance. And that started um, that started at a con, actually. Like, I remember this was something that I made for you for one of your birthdays, I think. Or, I think so, Or Valentine's yeah. Day or something. And it was... So My it's, birthday. If anyone's familiar with like a, a drop chain, the 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 loop mechanism. Oh yeah. It's it's like uh when you put on a, a necklace or a bracelet, and instead of having like a little like lobster claw clip, one side has like a circle and the other side has like a bar. It's actually so, like a choker collar. Yeah. So if you you're familiar the, with the dog, you put the bar like, through. <laughs> you put the bar through the circle, and then it sort of like acts as a stopper kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And on the uh. On one of the sides, there's a, a loop where I put a um, like a like a little padlock, but it's kind of like a um, like a diary lock, you know. If yeah, anyone that's had a, actually. If anyone had like a diary as a kid, um, one of those, and I put it on the side so that it can't come off. So like right. it was this like little sort of subtle kind of yeah. locking. I mean, it's very pretty collar kind of thing. Um, and we were at. Uh, charmed or something like yeah, a, I think lo- so. a while ago at this point, and um, we went outside and I remember putting it on her and I was like, "Ooh, locks, that's a that's a thing." Because like I was considering this idea of like, um, people who are into bondage, like yes, the the some people who are like into being bound and stuff. For them, it's not just being bound, it's the not being able to get out. So, like, the the really exciting climactic moment for them isn't when the cuffs go on, it's when the cuffs go on and then someone puts a lock on them. Yeah. And then there's, like, the removal of control, you know? Right, totally. So it was the same kind of idea with this sort of, like, quote-unquote day-collar kind of yeah. bracelet thing. Um, and very easy to make that kind of an anchored sort oh, yeah. of thing. With Waking Trance, which we did an episode on Waking Trance. Right, right. Some time ago, but... Waking Trance is definitely discreet. Yes. I, I think it's really, like, like Waking Trance is, like, one of the 
primary things that you can do that is like discreet in terms of public play totally um especially when you get like to a level with someone where the subject is able to like um be functional in different kinds of places and Mm -hmm. also like recognize that they're feeling kind of fucked up at the same time right like that's the important part when like both parties are like aware that that something is happening yes you know but other people are not necessarily one of the nice things about the uh chain around my wrist however was that it was constantly there it was a physical it was like a physical representation Mm -hmm. of it so anytime that you could say i was like let's say doing the check-in right yeah like every Mm -hmm. like uh a lot of people that are doing waking trance kind of just naturally do a check-in in the sense of literally just ask themselves are you in trance yeah am i still in trance um and so and of course once you do that then you know obviously you immediately feel it because you can tell the difference right um with that being said all i needed to do was instead of just asking the question is just kind of put the lock in my uh palm of my hand kind Mm -hmm. of thing and then just kind of squeeze a little or something and then it was just like a rejuvenated type feeling yeah, of trance, which is um, which, which is, is really hot right and, it, and, and in terms of like <laughs> works really well yeah well i mean in terms of like what we're talking about that is happening hypnotically this this is a like textbook kind of anchor thing of course where you've Absolutely. made an association between an object and a state in this case the the lock and hypnosis or or whatever signs right. that you feel are hypnotic to you in that moment um and like so i think like in general bdsm i think a lot of people are familiar with like wanting to have some sort of kind of discreet um subby kind of things or Mm. like discreet shows of control and people do like those those infinity collars or day collars and stuff sure um and any of those things that you might do in bdsm you can kind of like add a hypnotic twist to it absolutely as hypno kingsters we're wicked familiar with the idea that like like clothing or jewelry or accessories or any kind of like physical object that you can somehow link to like the feelings that you want yes like just take advantage of that like that's sure why not and and so like you could do a similar thing with like a particular shirt or a dress or pants or literally anything or like socks i think certain panties that somebody (laughs) has worn before that (laughs) i haven't seen in a really long time now well it got it got a little bit that was that became a little bit like problematic Uh, problematic. well i mean if i couldn't see them so if we were out and about it wouldn't matter that's an interesting example though because um i wouldn't know they're there so so far (laughs) so far we've been we've been talking about things that the bottom is wearing um, oh that's true that that put them into trance but this example is actually things that i would be wearing (laughs) that has a certain effect on cc right Um, so so this can go hand in hand with like if the top wants to wear a certain an outfit or right a, absolutely a, like a, a belt for example like i think in bdsm of like a belt like if, okay. if someone is wearing a belt that i know that they have like spanked me with or something then that'll then, be like then that would be like acknowledged that would affect hot. me yeah. like that would absolutely affect me you know um and i think that kind of like goes into the topic of like well you know this doesn't have to be like explicit hypnosis you don't have to sit there and be like oh next time that we go out, next time you see this object, you're going to feel X, Y, Z. Anything that has 
some sort of association with your personal history in terms of a relationship or in terms of play um, is going to, like, in most cases, affect your partner and affect, like, the way that they're feeling. Like, I think a lot of people are kind of familiar with the idea that, like, if you do a scene with somebody and they were, like, wearing a certain outfit or if you go on a date with someone and and they're wearing a certain outfit, the next time you see them in that outfit you're you're gonna kind of like remember that like right. even if you don't immediately if they're like hey do you notice what I'm wearing <laughs> then right. it's gonna jog your memory that's true. yeah and that's kind of like a really useful thing in hypnosis in general um it is but yeah it is I would say um I would say for me personally maybe and maybe this is even just a personal thing the acknowledgement mm-hmm. is pretty huge for me I think because and this might even be because of the BDSM background to some degree, because in BDS, in uh, in BDSM or DNS relationships, like bringing your partner a drink or um, cleaning the house or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. these are all things that you just do, like in your life. Yeah, they become part of your normal life. Right. Yeah. So it's like the acknowledgement or the understanding or the you know, the discussion even, like you were saying, yeah. like you don't need it, but I do feel like it does yeah. add something. Well, it, it's... So why not? Right. I guess is my thought, is just do that little it makes, acknowledgement. It makes, like, you know? if you think about it in a sense where you're, you're like, saying, like, this is special and I'm noticing, like, and we're yeah, both there's noticing. Yeah, that too, so right. Just to, just to be like, you're both on the same page about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like... So a lot of this, so let's go back to talking about waking trance just a little bit. Like I know sure, we did sure. a podcast episode about it. No, but, but I mean, I think it's absolutely in the huge, like huge part of discrete yeah. uh, hypnosis, I think is what we're, or hypno, um, discrete play. play. Yeah. So in terms <laughs> of like waking trance and, yeah. and like when we think about waking trance, just to sort of like give like the brief overview of what waking trance is yeah. like in my opinion um we understand like that subjects have this sense of like what hypnosis feels like and they have this set of expectations of how hypnosis works and especially how they're going to behave in hypnosis the Mm. things that they're going to feel in hypnosis blah 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 um and for a lot of people that turn that those expectations uh and associations are about um lack of um, like conscious effort and lack of yeah um drive uh and and usually that translates to I'm not going to move and I'm not going to do anything, um, but when you start working with someone on making sort of like everyday functioning something that they feel is within that uh like realm of trance when you expand what their definition of trance is um and you you prove to them that they can feel the same things that they feel when they're in trance when they're doing x or y or z like when they're doing their homework or like doing the dishes or like taking a shower any of these things (laughs) they start to like grow their like muscle memory of when they do that internal check and they're like am i in trance there are so many more things that will answer to them, yes, yes, you are in trance. Mm, I see what you mean, yeah. And, and that kind of um, 
like definition broadening, I guess, is like what allows you to be able to do really interesting um, waking trans stuff and public play. Yeah. Um, because when you and your partner are the two people who know that they're in trance and like Cece and I, um, we used to frame this a lot and we still do frame this a lot as like she's pretending to be awake, which is an interesting Ooh, framing. Yeah. Um, that works well for me. Yeah. Yeah. We also do like different levels of like you're pretending well versus yes. not pretending well. Yes. Um, I prefer not pretending well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun to like <laughs> feel like you're fucked up. Like it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I actually was just thinking anytime I get drunk, um, I have totally probably because of the podcast mainly made, but an, association. It made an association that I'm in trance. No, it's so, the same for me. Um. I actually can't, well, one, I can't tell them apart, but two, they're just the same for yeah. me, like, because I think I'm, if I'm one, I'm the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been an interesting thing. Uh, but I don't know. What are their kind of discreet? Well, I can think of lots of things, actually. <coughs> so... Well, I'm actually, like, speaking yeah. of drunkenness, I think, is an interesting, mm. like... Because you're out in public sometimes. Segue. Like, we've gone to the bar. Yeah, bars are actually one of my favorite places to do public play. Like... We've done quite a bit of public play. <laughs> at bars. Our bar. Yeah, and, um, like... I don't know what that is, Well, but actually. I think also <laughs> when, so, when, you're, when you're in an environment where people are acting kind of fucked up anyways, like, yeah, you have... real. You have a better place that you can, like you know let your partner kind of feel what they're feeling yeah. and like be a little woogity you know yeah no I mean honestly I had totally forgotten about the bar and then uh we were we were talking a little earlier just you know just quick little talk of yeah. like oh is this you know should we mention this that kind of thing um and uh sleeping girl reminded me that well for a while I was uh, we had a, a a thing, I guess. If you ever saw us at a con, you probably saw it, where my hand would be like an ashtray uh, yeah. for sleeping girl cigarette and so forth. And I mentioned that, you know, oh, we only have done that at cons or like friend parties or something. Like which, where it's socially appropriate to right, use a person as right, an ashtray. Apparently, ex- like friend, friend parties. parties. Was, okay. <laughs> Especially when they started using it, too. That was fascinating. <laughs> and super hot. Anyway. Uh, Craziness. No, but Sleeping Girl mentioned that we had done it at the bar. Yeah. And I totally had forgotten about that. But the fact of the matter is, is we've done a whole hypnosis scene at the bar. Oh, yeah. I remember when you were, like, talking to me and stuff. And, and, yeah. and it, I, it just occurred to me. So that's why I brought it up. Well, and, like, so... so but nobody was there. Right. Like, let's be clear. It was outside. Like, in the sort of back deck area. Where, where and nobody was nobody out there. Nobody was there, you know, and, like... So, I, I just want to point that out. Because I don't uh, want people to think that we just randomly... Like, do stuff. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super, like, like, my personal comfort levels with, like, playing in front of people. I feel like this should be brought up. It's not, I, I'm not super comfortable, like, doing stuff in front of peeps, unless, like, we're at a party together or some, something like that, or a well, con like or whatever. It's consensual. Um, but, 
that being said, like, I'm okay with sneaking off into a corner or going to a more private place for a couple of minutes and, and doing stuff or even like doing hypnosis, um, like in a discreet way, mm. um, which we also have done like sometimes at restaurants or whatever. Um, like occasionally when we used to go out to lunch, um, and we would kind of like get into a flirty place over food mm. and that would like make things happen. Um, right. You know, cause things also just happen. Right. So that's also relevant. Right. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, I normally would say at least you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my level of like doing things in public so to speak is a little more yeah. or higher than yours yeah um i don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore not necessarily anymore not necessarily anymore. Uh, i've changed i've changed yeah you've changed <laughs> uh but but definitely with us yeah your level of doing stuff in public yeah is 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 you like to be more discreet yes than than i have I ever uh cared <laughs> sorry <Right>. guys <laughs> right well but when it comes to kink so not necessarily hypnosis um have you ever done this i don't even know if you've ever done this like worn rope of some yes, sort under your clothes totally. or something like that yeah absolutely i i did that at my parents house <laughs> oh i knew that was that, that actually was a no. That was, wasn't a decide hardest? It was a self-tie. It was a self-tie. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm pretty sure I wore rope at work. I'm pretty sure. Like, rope under clothes. Like I'm pretty it, sure it decide tied a harness of some sort and you left Like, went to work. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that happened. Um, but, but, yeah, like, rope under clothes is was, like, not a thing for me. The only thing is, like, it's sometimes very obvious. Like, using paracord is way easier because oh, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. see it as well. Totally. Um, but generally... Yeah, sometimes those knots are a little large. But I also... Yeah, they're yeah. bulky. But, like, I also <laughs> just don't get a ton out of rope underclothes in general. Like, mm. I'm not into bondage restriction very much. Like, I love rope, but it's not that kind of thing for me. Um, and, uh, like, so it's fine, you know, um... I like, I must like physical representation of I think, kink well, like, and what hidden, I was, and like what I was going to say is like the, the merit to that kind of hidden like bondage or something is like a reminder of the person or a reminder yeah. of the relationship, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to like get out with a crotch rope and be like, Ooh, I have a crotch rope. Like, no, that's not, that's not quite like my style. <laughs> Uh, no, I hear you. But I mean, like, I guess trying to circle back to the topic instead of talking about rope. Um, I mean, it's discreet kink. Yeah, but it's discreet hypnoplay. But I mean, you could, you could, and like, you could make underclothes rope harnesses hypnotic like very easily like oh, tie yeah. someone tie someone into hypnosis. Like, I'm a big fan of doing. Ooh doing things Sorry, that just seemed really deep all of a sudden <laughs> well yeah like i'm a big fan of like doing things to somebody 
that is like metaphorically a representation of like their experience. So like the idea of like locking a lock, mm. I want to lock them into trance. If I'm going to be tying someone into a harness that they're going to keep on, I want to tie them into trance. I want them to be trapped. Like I do not want them to get out. <laughs> like that is <laughs> um, like if, if, if that's the kind of thing. Then that's the kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so, and I think generally, like, th that sort of speaks to my, like, style with uh, metaphor as well. Um, like, if you're going to be making things that are anchors, like, make the anchor make sense to mm. what you're doing. For um, me, it's like symbolism, but uh, yeah, well, that's, it's, that's it's the same I, thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Like, in this case, right. in this case, yeah. Metaphor versus symbolism is like very interchangeable in this context for sure. Of course. Um, like and and like making it, making it relevant to what you're doing gives it a lot more strength because the person mm. is able to like have more connections, like and more associations built in their head about it and stuff like that. Yeah, it applies definitely. to conditioning as well. Like these are all really big kinds of things so like if you want to do something sexual with a person like anchoring it to like panties or something makes sense you know <laughs> like or at least it did <laughs> um you know or if somebody has an association with like 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 sort of a general subby feeling then the idea of something around the neck might be mm. resonant with them or something like that um if people have foot things, then socks, you know, like, like yeah. all these kinds of examples. Um, Speaking of feet, good segue. Oh, really? Yeah. What you got? I didn't know about this one. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking about discrete play when you, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is also, I think, Well, say, good, say it, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good story. So I think a lot of you know, actually, a lot of our listeners know, that sleeping girl used to write her name on the bottom of my foot every morning. In Sharpie. In Sharpie. In Sharpie. In permanent marker. <laughs> yeah, it was a Sharpie. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a Sharpie. And uh, this was super hot. First yeah. of all, huge, like, huge into doll play. Yeah. As uh, you all know. And, um,. There was also the property thing. There was just so many things. Yeah. Well, and it was like, uh, like I, it was a way to like, quote unquote, permanently mark you without having it be like permanent, permanent. So like not a tattoo, but the idea of like having some kind of mark on there that like would not easily come off, like especially right. keeping it up every day kind of thing. Absolutely. But, and, and just the renew of it as well. Yeah. Was very hot. Um, you know, what did this do? Well, I mean, it just definitely just kind of set my mindset and so mm -hmm. forth. But it was also always there, right? right? It was under, it was under my feet. Um, well, it was my foot. Um, but so we don't do that anymore. Um, be, one of the big reasons. One, unfortunately, sometimes it got on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't dry fast enough. Yep. Um, but the, the other big one was when I. When Sleeping Girl and I would go out to, like, see family or something like that, right. Cece has a tendency to be barefoot. Right. A lot. Um, so Nothing this, bad happened. It sounds nothing like, ever bad happened. Nothing, nothing bad ever happened. bad happened. Uh, the other thing was is that she put, uh, Sleeping Girl put her real name on the bottom of my foot. Right. So that also became a thing. Right. 
when we were doing like uh, I mean classes or something. Yeah, I know it's not as I'm much super a thing anymore. Loosey goosey at this point, but no. But anyway, but that was also an interesting one yeah. because that was also discreet. Well, so it's interesting you mostly. say that because like you started talking about that, and I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to talk about like the excitement of risk, like because like this is this it is, was if it we was talk really about odd. discreet public play, like. Oh, part yeah. Of, We're actually aren't. part of the attraction for some people is the idea like, what if you get caught? And it's and, and for me, I have never, ever had that like, oh, what if I get caught? That would be so sexy. Like, no, that would be the end of the world if I get caught. However, risk of danger, as we've discussed in this podcast recently, is very exciting for me. Like the idea that that like I'm doing something bad or wrong or taboo. Or Absolutely. Something. Um. That's so like, huge. no, I don't want to get caught. But the idea that um, I'm doing something that is making my life more difficult in that degree. Yeah. And and it was kind of the same thing with Cece mm-hmm. when I was writing my name on her foot. Like, it was always like she had to be careful about right, right. where and when she and took I was. her socks and shoes I off. never well, of course, ever got caught. But, uh, but that was something that we shared and we noticed, you know? We always were aware if we were in a situation where... Yes it's possible that socks and shoes would come off. We knew we would both like have this sort of like telepathic bond about like, Oh, she has to be careful. Like, and she is going to be careful. And I think that kind of like, we've been sort of talking around this idea of like, when you and your partner are sharing a secret, Mm. like this is kind of one of the attractions of discreet public play. Um, that, that like ooh we have something together in yeah. this and it's our yeah, thing huge. it's our only thing and we this is something that we get off on or like we get to have you know um so like that so so anything that you can make and and keep as something that is like a private thing between the two of you yeah. while you're out you have a bunch of opportunities to sort of like pile on importance and pile on like sexiness like it can be anything um it could really be anything like literally like there's the the trope of the the couple that's going out um and uh, the one partner knows what color undergarments the other partner is knowing like they don't even have to be sexy undergarments mm. but the, the the one partner could like just remind them like oh yeah. i know you're wearing red today like or something like that um, and if you do that in a hypnotic... Oh, that would be so super hot. And, and, and so, like, for me, like, when I think of that scenario in a hypnotic kind of way, I, I would know that the, the, the hypnotist in that situation would be like, I know you're wearing red, and the subject would then focus on what's between their legs, right. and they would right. think about their, their underwear, and they would think about, like, the process that they went through of going, like, putting them on in the morning... Um, and, and then all of that is opportunity to build through, like, maybe you take them through the process of them putting on their underwear. Maybe you make them forget what color (laughs) underwear they have on or like, um, you know, uh, any number of things that you could do involving like, um, like anchoring different feelings to what, um, like the sensations in their body and all this stuff. Um, Mm. and like, uh. Oh, I just had something that I lost it. No. Oh, well. Oh, uh, nope. Lost it again. Oh, well. <laughs> Starting to get drunk. And also, it's getting really stormy outside. It was. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to lose power right now. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We started early enough, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Well, so, so the other part of like any kind of garment based things is like when one, like when the top tells the bottom what to wear and then like that turns into an anchor in and of itself. So like if the top had told the bottom to put on like that color underwear or something or whatever, you know, I'm obsessed with underwear colors at the moment or something like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's really super hot. I'm just like, I'm just like so imagining like they're not wearing anything red yeah on the outside and so they like do the what i'm oh but like (laughs) right i'm sorry it was just and like little all through that moment little opportunities (laughs) like that and like that connects into sort of like doll play kinds of things Mm. like where if you especially if you were the person who told them like what to wear in the moment like that kind of like choosing clothing for a person like fits really well into doll stuff um and like because mm. you dress up your doll and and so like kind yeah. of using even using that like sort of callback to the like the past of the order or the you know instruction or whatever as a way to get them back into the headspace that they were feeling at the time um it's all really super relevant oh yeah and you can like pick up on that yeah it can be uh subby or trancy or whatever yeah, yeah all sorts of different kinds of like headspaces and stuff what else were we talking about earlier yeah, i don't know you don't know I mean, <laughs> i'm just looking at you i know <laughs> going to trance staring at me that's not very helpful I mean, for the podcast okay, to be fair you used hypnotic language at the very beginning of this podcast yeah. what do you want from and then me? you were like oh i'm drinking also you're talking about the color of your underwear which is it's not, not red. the color of your underwear i know <laughs> i mean i guess i don't well actually i don't think you own red underwear no i don't think i do yeah yeah i know that <laughs> i actually have, well i have a pair of latex panties that you got me <gasps> and those are red oh that's true i'm not wearing those right now that would be weird if you were wearing those it would be weird and uncomfortable <laughs> Also that. Um, but anyways. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, uh, I'm just thinking, actually, this red latex underwear... Yeah. ...was literally, like, for kind discreet, of for that kind of... For discreet of... play. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. I mean, we were, like, hyper-focusing on, like, apparel-based discreet play this episode. But, like, buying somebody a specific thing. Gift yeah, giving. but I'm the one who gave it to you. Yeah. Awesome. Huh. <laughs> I want more latex. I like latex. Yeah, well, it's hard to take care of. It is hard to take care of. But anyway, um, but it is super hot. Mm-hmm. So if anybody, you know, is good at taking care of it, you wear it, it's super yeah, hot. Latex <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not even a latex person. Like, I, 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 I oh, know. Oh, like, it doesn't, like, just I know, turn you on yeah, in general. Like, I know latex same. people where they're like, it's shiny, I'm hard now. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I, can't. I know a couple I, people like that, I, actually. That is, like, so not, like, a thing for me. I love latex. Are you, like, like, wearing it? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't even like putting it on. But I don't get, it's not like a sexual, like, like, for me, I compare literally everything to hypnosis. Like, is this a fetish? Does it make me feel like hypnosis? No, then no, it's not a fucking fetish. Like, yeah, that's not actually how it works in life. <laughs> but but that's is. okay. Whatever, it's fine. Nothing, nothing physically turns me on. Except oh, for see, hypnosis. that's the other thing. 
So sleep, let's just talk about that. Sure, real that's quick. fine. Yeah, why not? So sleeping girl and I are a little different. Yeah. I find like everything. Not everything. Oh, now I'm just starting to sound like you talking about me. You're fucking drunk. I find everything hot. Um, but the reason I find so many things hot is because I can, like, make them hot. Right? But they don't necessarily physically turn me on. You don't even know what physically turning you on feels like. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Anyway. How can you not be sure? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to laugh that much. Hurt your ears. Um, But Sleeping Girl, as far as she's concerned, anything that's hot has to physically turn her on. That's not true. Oh, like that's not true? I mean, I can find things like... I don't want to speak for you. I can find things that are, like, attractive and, and, and kind of sexy, but there's a big difference between something that's, like, kind of hot versus something that is physically arousing. Like... There's just a really big difference. There's a huge, for, huge for difference. For Sleeping Girl. For me, there's not as big a difference. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's bad or good or whatever. Like, and, and you know, tell us in the comments, you know, which <laughs> camp you're in. But because I'm just curious, like, I don't think I'm alone, but I also am positive you're not alone. I think, I think you're so, alone. I think you're totally alone. You think alone. I'm alone? I think. Like in a desert? I would, yes. Well, no. <laughs> like, I think that the vast majority, and if I'm wrong, like. Sleeping Girl is wrong. Like, I, mean, I already just, know she's wrong in I, this particular case. I would case. be so surprised if. I, I didn't expect so this to go this direction. Um, Like, <laughs> if. I can't imagine that you don't immediately know when your body is experiencing sexual arousal. Like, like, it's, it is, Some I can of us feel, don't care. it, uh, so I have a, <laughs> I, like, in terms of my, like, anatomy, I have a vagina, and, like, I can feel the blood flow sure. happen. Like, I don't have a penis. Like, I imagine for people who have penises, there's a, there's a, there's very obvious physical signs. Like I would, I, I would, would think guess for, that as well. I would think for for like a lot of people with penises, that is the case. Maybe people with vaginas are more like you. Maybe I'm weird in that. I don't know, but I just cannot. Ima- it's not like, ooh, I get You're, wet, so I feel my panties are I'm wet. Then get... I know that I'm turned on. No, it's not that. I can. I it it tingles. Gonna... It feels hot. It feels warm. Like it feels like pleasure. Like I don't. It blows my mind that you cannot, like, no. that you can't and, and tell. No, and it's not like you're, I'm going to just be perfectly blunt and let everybody know about our physical parts right now, but your clitoris is not, like, huge or no. something. It's not, like, bigger than mine. No. Which, mine's tiny, so I don't know. So but, is mine. Yeah, I know. I'm, a, I'm aware. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> If anybody questioned, we were drunk. Also, though, I want to point out, I would totally be having this conversation if I wasn't drunk. I just thought I should. Point yeah, but that you out. wouldn't sound so fucking drunk while saying it. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think. Or do you know? No, I mean, do you? Do I know what? Do you know if I would have? <laughs> you wouldn't sound this drunk. <laughs> You wouldn't sound this drunk because you're fucking drunk. I'm also fucking drunk. All right, people, tell us in the comments. <laughs> you're asking too much. You're okay. asking too much of people. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not asking that. Just the first one. What camp are you in? Can you... Can you... Are you do in you the know, sleeping girl camp? Do you know... Yeah, go ahead. Go do ahead. Do you know 
if you're experiencing sexual arousal immediately like you don't have a hard time discerning whether or not like you're you can feel that. the blood go down there yeah well i can feel it like there's erectile tissue in vaginas and they make things broken? happen no it's not broken <laughs> why are you staring at it <laughs> are you are you like me and you know immediately whether or not you're experiencing sexual arousal or are you like cc and you can't really tell it would be very interesting to know. This has nothing to do with the podcast topic, but I think that's okay. I think oh. it's all right. <laughs> it also, is... it's all about discreetness. Yeah, sure. Because I'm very good at discreetness because I don't feel you know that physical arousal. You know what I've never done is, like, had a, a vibrator in public. Oh. I know you have. <laughs> I think I would be too scared. But also, like, hypnotically... So you've never used the one that... Nope. nope. Oh, okay. Never, like, used it in public. Not never even used... at, like, the space? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Nope. Huh. That used to be a big fantasy for me, actually, but... Was that too much not talking? What? Did we just do the bubble thing? No. On accident? Uh... Yeah, I think we did. I Decide about us vibrator. both. Uh, Vibrators. Right. Just keep saying vibrators. <laughs> that's that's helpful. Remote control that's vibrators helpful. like like a phone app. You control the vibrator with a phone app. Blah blah blah. You should see Sleeping Girl. She's totally like using her hands to describe this thing, <laughs> including getting, pushing the button. I'm getting fucking drunk. Um, that's so cute. Oh, Jesus. Oh, jeez. I hope you guys don't hear this. It's okay. It's fine. Um. Well, no, but, like, in terms of hypnotic stuff with that, like, a really long time ago, I used to, okay. like, have a partner who would do, like, snap-based triggers in public, and that would, like, make me feel things. I don't do that a ton anymore, but, like, that's, that's like, an option Well, I want to know people. who's so bad. <laughs> we can talk later. Um, but, like, the public play that I do now... Uh, and Cece said earlier, like, oh, I don't know if you're as shy about public play now... Uh, like, you must have changed. Uh, I already know she had. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, Mr. Dream Or that and she I, had done more. Mr. Dream and I, like, definitely kind of fuck around, uh, like... In a restaurant? Hip hypnotically. Um, like, yeah, I mean, when we go out to eat, which we haven't done in a very long time, um, it's generally, there is trance happening. Like, it, mm. it, at least some of the meal trance is happening. Like, whether I'm just in trance because of, like, proximity or... He's, like, hypnotizing me. And then we've done, like, like touch-based things and stuff like that. And I think, like, getting into the idea of, like, once you start talking about, like, being able to interact with your partner and using touch, you get into, like, way more... It affords you way more, like, ability to, like, do stuff. Like, mm. in terms of public play, because... The way that you touch your partner, like we can talk about kinesthetic hypnosis and say like, oh, there are specific ways that if you touch people, it tends to be hypnotic. Um, and that's totally fine. Like if you talk about ambiguous touch or you talk about um, like changing pressure in certain ways, like, yes, those are hypnotic ways to touch people and you can do great kinesthetic hypnosis with them. But the most important thing is that your partner recognizes your touch as being a hypnotic touch. And by that, I mean... Your partner is going to build associations with how you touch them 
um, the, the quality of your touch. Mm. So when you touch them with the same quality in a public space as you touch them in the way that you do when you're being intimate or when you're doing hypnosis yeah, together, yeah. that is super, super powerful. Mm. And like a lot of what we did, especially early on, was I was like conditioning you over and over and over to be able to like um, sort of recognize and respond to different kinds of ways that I was touching you and to the point that like those responses were really automatic for you like you would have this this recognition of like oh she's touching me in that way that she does when we're doing trance you know um I mean honestly it's hard it's hard not to go into trance when we're just like physically next to each other yeah you know so I don't know. And there, like, there is... It gets kind of crazy. There is that, but, like, some <laughs> of our, like, some of our most, like, when you, when you take away the idea that you have to be verbal to do hypnosis, like, mm. doing verbal hypnosis in a public space, like, that's fine. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're being discreet about it and you're kind of being quiet and, like, um, you know, just, like, doing, like, la-di-da, doing whatever, um, that's fine, but... When you're able to do it without talking, and yeah. it turns into this, like, again, this sort of, like, secret. Mm-hmm. Um, Secrets are big for me. Yeah. They're really big for me. And I, you know, it's interesting. You made a comment about you're kind of, like, excited about getting caught, but not, like, if you got be, caught. I don't want to be caught. And right. it, it doesn't excite me. The idea of getting caught doesn't excite me. It's just the idea that I've made it hard for myself or something. Like, it's dangerous. It's risky. Hmm. So I do think it is sort of the idea of getting caught for me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're but an exhibitionist. I am an exhibitionist. So are you. What are you talking about? I don't think I'm really an exhibitionist very much. I don't think you know what that means if you don't think you are. Exhibitionist? Well... You're not a voyeur. No, I'm definitely not a voyeur, but I also, like, a lot of exhibitionists get off on the idea of being caught, and I, like, at this point in my life, I don't... Like, I like showing off. Yes, I like showing off. It doesn't, like, physically rouse me. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I just... I just always get, I was just so different in that way. So I, it's hard for me to just think the way you do, like yeah. just automatically like that. Well, but so, so, but yeah, yeah. So anyways, sorry. Uh, like if you think about when, like literally if you're having sex with your partner okay, and you do something with them, like you, you like you touch their chest in a certain way or something like while you're having sex with them you go out and later you touch their chest in the same way like that's obviously going to be super powerful like it's the same exact concept of if you touch your partner in a super certain way while you're hypnotizing them and then you do that in a different place like their body one of the great things about kinesthetic hypnosis is that Mm. it is so like innately fast like the the response is so like hardwired into us because it's this it's this like your nervous system is like fucking responding to like has this memory attached to it and stuff like i don't know it's great i love kinesthetic hypnosis (laughs) you do i do i really like it a lot i mean it's yeah it's my like i don't know it that's my like medium like that is my 
thing. How I do it. Yeah. Obviously, I use words, I like words. too. I like words a lot. But I love touch. <laughs> really love touch. Yeah. It's just very intense for me. So is there anything else we need to talk about before we kind of, like, move on here? I don't know. Um, we've kind of hit it all. I've never actually felt so show sure that we've kind of hit it all. Okay. Okay. Well, Can let's you take, think of anything else? Let's take a little break, and then we will see what we come up with. And if <laughs> there's nothing else, we will do some trance, which will be weird because we're going to be in private. Hmm. Okay. BRB. What's going on? There's like, uh, there's like a ton of things <laughs> we didn't talk about. I did, again, I just started the, the fucking recording. Yeah. No, and I mean, well, I watched no, we didn't even it. We didn't even talk about like, oh, if you have somebody, like, if you're texting somebody, you know, oh. like those kinds of things. Like if you, even if you're with your partner and you text them like naughty stuff or hypnotic stuff, um, Ooh. you know, but especially like. If you're not with them and you know that they're somewhere, like, teasing them through text. Like, th those are, like, obvious little things, but I feel like we have to mention them. And then also, like, um... I don't think we've ever done that. Associating... I mean, besides just, like, goofy, cutesy things, no. but, like, not in public. Right. Like, and and also, like, I was also thinking, like, uh, like music-related things. Like, if, if, if somebody has an association with, like, certain songs, or if you build associations with certain, like sounds and that kind of thing like just go down your list of modalities and see what you can anchor with a person and have them yeah. respond to it in public and I think the key in all of it is like making sure that you and your partner understand and work on that like the subject's ability to be able to like respond to things discreetly but in a way that feels genuine like they they still are having a genuine response to something and that goes back to that idea of like when you're doing waking trance with someone um they they their their sense of what trance is becomes this more broad thing so they're able to yeah. feel trance in more places like in more ways and in the same way this broad idea of responsiveness when someone is able to recognize their own process um, and, and they kind of like notice themselves behaving in a certain way or responding in a certain way. And they feel like, oh, this is a part of my, this is a part of my partner's control, or this is a part of my partner's like ability to trance me or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really, once you, once you get, like have this, um, like thing built up between the two of you yeah definitely. where you're confident in that like it opens up so many doors to what you're able to do in public for sure i think that's what i wanted to say okay yeah so that was the like oh my gosh we have so much more <laughs> i mean i just wanted to it's kind of like a recap like sort of in conclusion <laughs> kind of dealio i don't know um but yeah, so I guess we should do trance at this point, which we're sitting in a room alone with a microphone, so it's not exactly yeah. a discreet public place. Well, but I mean, there's all there's all of our oh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny. They can they can see it. <laughs> we could say that it. this whole podcast has been discreet public place, but we haven't been particularly discreet about it. Um, no, I guess not. There is literally a thing, talked about the, our clit size. There is a thing I want to mention, <laughs> and I want to. This is this is totally Mr. Dreams thing. Oh, okay. um, where he talks about like something that he does ever so often um, is he will like when we're 
like as a hypnotist a lot of times you tend to like signal to your partner like doing hypnosis like like you you put up this flag and you're like i'm doing hypnosis now by nature of like changing the way that you talk or changing your tone of voice or changing your body language and like all of those things tell your partner like oh it's time to go into trans Woo-hoo. Mm. um but M- mr dream has this thing that he does where he specifically tries not to signal and tries to do hypnosis with as little like flagging as possible um, and that's kind of like, you know, like totally normal tone of voice, um, you know, not going into like any kinds of like posture changes or anything like that. Just very casual kind of speaking and doing trance. With, Ties his hands down. Yeah. And, and doing, <laughs> doing trance with that kind of um, like limitation, I guess, um, because mm. like we tend to like as hypnotists, I definitely tend to rely on signaling a lot. Um but, like, A, that's a really good exercise. B, it, like, confuses subjects a lot. Like, the, his experience with it and my experience with it is, like, uh, you know, the the bottom is always, like, oh, I, I'm really sorry. Like, I seem to be going into trance. And he's, like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, of course you are. I'm hypnotizing you. Um, but, like, as subjects, we have no idea. Like, we're mm-hmm. so used to, like, picking up on those signals. Um, but, that, like, that's, that's another, like, if you don't want to, like like challenging yourself when you're in public with your partner like doing as little signaling as possible and like and and being so quote-unquote covert in such a way that like not even your partner can tell that you're hypnotizing them Mm. but like giving them the opportunity to feel like to to feel like they have to discover for themselves like oh shit am i in trance right now like what happened you know that kind of thing is also interesting so yeah yeah definitely just wanted to mention that Uh oh big thunder no no. Is it going to happen? Is it just big okay. lightning? Okay. Sorry, the lights flickered, I think. Oh, good. I think. Maybe not. Oh, good. didn't flicker. All right. Well. It might have just been my imagination. It was big lightning. There's the thunder. Well, but yeah. It's just, well, of course. <laughs> Did you count? No, I didn't count. Okay. But I think it's going to get closer, so we have to do this. All right. Um, so I guess we're going to do trance. So... Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had you. So, I'm sort of like having this... Oh my god, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy girl just put her hand above my knee and then just like totally moved it and started talking <laughs> to me again. <laughs> like, oh this my gosh. Misdirection is great. Uh... <laughs> Also, I'm just, like, staring. <laughs> pattern interruptions are great. You can interrupt someone's pattern. Like, they don't have to be doing a pattern. They can watch you be doing a pattern. Like, like if you're going in to, to touch them or something, um, mm-hmm. and and you, you interrupt that, like, that is one of those moments where you have pattern interruptions. Is it? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, we're going to do some trance, and I think... I don't know. I, I I sort of like I'm thinking a lot about like we're going to be like going out more now uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think to some degree that gives us this sort of like opportunity to kind of rediscover things about the way that we interact in different spaces because I think to some degree 
we have a certain way that we interact. Like everybody has a certain way that they interact when they're comfortable and when they're at home and stuff like that. Um, part of the interesting thing about public play is that the environment is different. And when people change environments, they sort of like change personalities and they sort of like change, um, you know, the way that they behave and the way that they talk. And part of public play like for us that we've had like some interesting experiences with is that we sort of grew into these different kinds of roles that we would have in different spaces like part of what makes going out to a bar so fun is that you get to be a different person sort of um and I get to be a different person like it gets to be like really fun girlfriends who get to go out and like drink and party and flirt and stuff <laughs> and that's kind of like what makes going on dates interesting and that's what makes going out to dinner interesting and all these things and using that as an opportunity to sort of like discover who we are when we flirt in public and when we play in public and in places like outside of our house I think about like at this point it's been a long time since we've gotten to be those people and like we went out the other night and it was really enjoyable to be able to feel like oh oh yeah this is this is who we were and who we still are you know and so to some degree it's almost like like hypnotizing a new person like there's an aspect of like so many variables are different and like the environment makes such a big change but at the same time that it's like this is new there's a sense of like familiarity right like we have this relationship built up over so many years where um, we have so many experiences where we've been in public places where our play relationship has existed on this like huge level like outside of the house where to some degree going outside of the house was associated with going into trance right because we had this chain thing like on your wrist every time we left the house there was trance that was going on and so getting back to that and sort of like imagining like in a couple of days we're going to be leaving the house for a long time and there's kind of an implication to that about like what we decide to do with it and so like if you sort of like go a little further into trance at this point like since we've been kind of talking about this idea of you know changing spaces and changing states and stuff like that it's easy for you to like find the right way to go and like be able to conceptualize these things on a more um like internal level where you are like experiencing the idea like you're associating with the idea of leaving the house and you're associating with the idea of trance at the same time you're sort of like mm -hmm. almost dissociating from the idea um because you're watching it happen like almost on a movie screen or something like that where you're sort of like seeing it play out in front of your eyes and you're watching yourself like you're watching the chain being put on and you're watching yourself leave the house and and then it's just kind of trance like it's that idea of that sort of like hum you know like the hum of trance like the buzzing of it um like it's just sort of like low and i have this expectation or i have this prediction where 
once we are, you know, where we're going, everything is going to be kind of heightened, right? Like we have this opportunity that we haven't had in a really long time and it turns into every time I'm touching you, we're going to be noticing it. Every time we're even talking to each other, we're going to be noticing it because it's this idea of when we leave this space and we go to a different space, we're sort of different people because we're playing different roles. We've been playing the same roles for a really long time. <laughs> but now we get to revisit different roles and we get to find new roles. And I mean, that kind of says things about like the idea of personas and the idea of changing identity and personality and all of this stuff that we could easily dive into if we wanted to. Um, it might be worth exploring and I'm sure like there are a lot of parts of you at this moment that are kind of like going in and out of that like sort of like consciously wondering about like oh what does that mean like what does it mean to change roles what does it mean to to what does this mean about persona play doll stuff blah 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 all this stuff the like inner monologue in your head that then just sort of like as I start narrating about it it sort of like gets a little self-conscious and then it sort of quiets down a little bit maybe it like speeds up to in some weird way like there's a part of it that quiets down and then there's a part of it that's just sort of like goes a little bit more wild and then me talking about that part of it like then that part of it sort of like splits off and part of it gets quiet and the other part of it sort of speeds up a little bit and over and over and over again to, until you just sort of like keep getting split into different parts and pieces and those parts and pieces are like very similar to the sense of you that like the sense like the part of you that stays here versus the part of you that goes out to all the different places that we're going to go and the part of you that like goes into trance for me versus well every part of you goes into trance for me right so you know all of this like gives us an opportunity in a playground and this is just sort of me like sowing the field so to speak like there's a part of me that is just kind of like running my fingers through the dirt and making sure there's air in between mm enough like places for me to like put little things in and you know sort of just mushing it up a little bit it's a nice sense of like touching your identity and touching your personality and stuff and making it more malleable and all of those really good things And it turns into this sort of like conditioning thing because we always go there. And so that like makes you feel like, you know, that sense of submission, that sense of control, the things that you really want, the things that you really need. And so I'm talking about like touch, right? I was talking about touch a few minutes ago. And you think about like this kind of touch, you can imagine like when we're out and me touching you like this there's probably a part of you that is a little bit worried that you're going to be able to handle it in different environments and there's like the risk right like there's the fun like what if you can't what if it's too fast what if it's hard you probably catch yourself right but there's that worry what if you can't 
but it's all just part of the game. So let that sink in. Just easy. Mm. Doesn't have to be anything complicated. Stuff happens in trance and your brain processes it in a different way because your brain processes a little bit differently than when you're awake and that's like part of why trance is interesting. Even if you don't like consciously understand like why it's processing differently right now or there's like aspects of it that you're not noticing about how you process differently. Like the change is apparent when you wake up. One, two, three. So, I mean, that's, this feels like one of the old podcasts where it was like, for like 20 episodes in a row, I couldn't do anything except for just like condition you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not exactly a bad thing. I mean, no, it's not. It's just, I felt like I was a one trick. I have multiple tricks now. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) I feel like it's funny. Like I spent an hour trying to talk about like what I meant by like, oh, when you, when you change location, there's like a difference in the, the way that you interact with your partner. And it's like, okay, I just had to like hypnotize her to be able to explain that. Like there's no, (laughs) I feel like I explained that pretty well, like minutes ago, you know, about the idea of, um. Like, we play different roles. We play different roles in front of different people. And then you play different roles in front of strangers than you do in front of people you know and stuff like that. And it's all just, like, opportunities to discover things about yourself and, and like, who you are based on, like, what your environment is and what your partner's environment is. So, like, your opportunities for play outside are going to be different than your opportunities for play in the house. Like, even if they're restricted in some sense because you can't, like, fuck your partner, (laughs) like, outside, then, like, you have opportunities for different things. And, like, what is that? And and there's going to be different kinds of emotions that, like, come up in stronger ways or certain things are going to be weaker. Like, awareness of certain things might be weaker. I'm still doing hypnosis voice. Okay, I have to stop doing that. Anyways, um, but yeah... Any any thoughts about what we thoughts? <laughs> That's her heart, yo. Yeah. I'm drinking my drink. I know. Mm. Well, I was feeling like you were starting to do persona stuff. I know. I was teasing it. I know. You're so messed <laughs> up. <laughs> like <laughs> one of those places is your family's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have fun. I mean, this is like, you could argue that this is like another aspect of uh, public play is like before you go out, the anticipation of what's going to happen. Like, even if you don't necessarily follow through with any of the the threats, like we just, we just did that podcast on conversational sadism mm. and um, we're talking about threats as being important or I did that in the writing or something. Um, <laughs> I think it was in the writing. And, and like... Uh, you don't have to go out in order to have someone have the like experience of like oh shit what if something happens while we're out or like you telling them like maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that and they still have to go through the experience of like fuck what if that does happen you know um so so yeah lots of different things that you can do maybe we'll revisit this at some point (laughs) maybe after this weekend (laughs) all right y'all um 
So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, definitely check out the Twitter if you're on Twitter. Yes. Come interact with us. Give us ideas for topics if you have things that you want us to talk about or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hot things. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Um, I'm a little too drunk to remember any of the other things I say when we leave. We're going to get off of this podcast and then maybe record something about anime. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. All right. Hey, good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>